Welcome back to the Vizient Member-Backed Ventures Venture Sprout Podcast channel. I'm your host, Crystal Mollis, Vice President of Member-Backed Ventures. MBV is a venture experience for Vizient members to inform their digital strategy execution, to de-risk investments and procurement decisions, and enable core and non-core operating revenue growth. Today, my co-host, Heather Ramirez, a leader in our Member-Backed Ventures team, will continue to drive the conversation around care at home. Thank you, Crystal. Today, we will be focusing our conversation around how organizations are preparing for the future, particularly around embracing innovation in new care models. Today, I'm joined by expert and industry leader, Brianna Motley, principal at SG2, who is going to share her insights on why care is shifting to the home. Brianna is an experienced strategist spanning topics that cover the care continuum, particularly around ambulatory, service distribution, post-acute care, and digital health. Brianna, we are so honored to have you today. Thank you for being here. Thanks for the invitation, Heather. So let's start by having you tell the listeners a little bit more about your background, how long you've worked in healthcare, your interest in digital health, and particularly innovation and emerging care models. Sure, I'd be happy to. I've been working in the healthcare industry for about 13 years now, and most of that time has been focused on strategy. Specifically related to digital and emerging care models, though, it was probably about seven or eight years ago that I started to find my focus in, I guess, what I called at the time developing a planning approach for the hard problems or things that systems hadn't quite figured out an approach for, things that were really on the fringe of core health system strategy but had significant potential for impact. So back then, that was the areas of virtual health, post acute care, behavioral health, and I would say all of these areas as a result of the market environment in the last three years have certainly become more prominent. But lately, my focus has been on how do we bring specifically digital health and care at home together in a meaningful way to support care redesign across the system as we think about the system of care. How do we estimate the impact on volume distribution across sites of care and what that means for our business? And then finally, and probably most importantly, how do we prioritize? Because there's so much opportunity, so much innovation in this space. How do we make sure that what we're doing is aligned with our strategic goals? We're so glad that you're here and that you can help us start to make sense of some of these, maybe I won't call them challenges, but opportunities for us. So we're excited to dive in with you. So Brianna, based on your passion for care redesign, thinking about ways to prioritize new opportunities for members, we see that there's a lot of momentum and attention around care shifting to the home. We actually recently attended a conference that focused on digital health and innovation and new care models, specifically care at home, was a huge topic of interest, really from all stakeholders. So from providers, payers, tech retailers. Can you help us digest and make sense of some of the key insights that you're around the care at home landscape, overall global trends, and why care at home is such an emerging force to transforming traditional care models. Yeah, certainly, Heather. And gosh, it's so great that you were able to attend that conference and bring some insights back to our organization. So that's super exciting. It's also wonderful that Care at Home was a big focus or a presence at that conference, I think, for us and in, in our research. And as we've been looking at the market and talking with systems, I think things are pretty early, yet there's so much potential here. And I think some of the things that you highlighted actually help to articulate why this is such an emerging force and why there's so much interest. And I think the first one 
one I would point to is that convergence of different sides of the market. And this is something that we've been studying for quite a while. But I think the notion of both new entrants coming into the market who are better funded, better capitalized and have the agility and ability to kind of iterate on how they provide care, have that knowledge and expertise and how you deliver on an excellent consumer experience and make things easy and seamless for patients. That's, I think, what we call the disruptor, the new entrant side, but also on the payer side. And payers kind of moving into providing care is a convergence factor as well that creates some competitive pressure. And I think in some respects, that's good, right? Because it forces the systems in the market to take a step back and say, how do we compete with that? We would be encouraging people to think about, can you compete with that? Or how do you change the game? How do you make sure that what you're doing is truly differentiated? I think systems do have an advantage if they can capitalize on it in the care at home space, because what we don't want to do is ultimately fragment care. So that's certainly one element of that emerging force. I think the rise of consumerism, which I know we've been talking about and studying for a long time, consumers being more accountable for their healthcare dollars and really prioritizing an experience that is convenient, is more accessible, integrates into their everyday lives is certainly part of that. And then probably two other ones that I would point to, one being kind of the advances of technology and the digitization of healthcare. And this is another area where I think we as an industry have been behind the ball. Certainly, if you look at kind of some of the other industries that have been disrupted by digitization, that's happened well over a period of time at a more accelerated rate than it has happened in healthcare. Now, obviously, the last three years have kind of changed that experience and opportunity there and how we look at what we can do with incorporating technology into how we deliver care. And I think related to that and probably the most pressing or top of mind right now is the workforce crisis, the staffing crisis. And I think this is an opportune moment because it forces us to really rethink how do we do more with less? How do we deliver care given reduced staffing levels and increasing costs of labor? What can we do that is different, that does leverage technology to be able to kind of scale the resources that we do have today and knowing that the outlook for that is a bit uncertain. So a lot of things going on in the market, which I think kind of force us to really, if we're thoughtful, take a step back and think about how should we be doing things differently to respond to all of these different forces in the market. We agree with, Brianna, your assessment around the competitive pressure and the opportunity to change the game. In our work, we also see that healthcare is ripe with innovation. So we're starting to see vertical and horizontal partnerships form with traditional and non-traditional players. So really, your emphasis around the opportunity for digitization is we're seeing providers really start to enable technology solutions and develop investments and or partnerships to really accelerate their strategies and identify new growth opportunities around care at home and really a multitude of other opportunities to kind of solve some of the complex challenges that healthcare organizations are facing today. We know that SG2 is really a market leader in your analytics and intelligence, your ability to forecast capabilities and opportunities. When we think about care at home and this anticipated new shift in how we're delivering care to our patients and consumers, what specific clinical services and or consumer factors are you seeing really have the greatest contribution? Are there any projections or trends that we should watch for and or prioritize as we think about how to capitalize on this new movement? 
Absolutely, Heather. As you mentioned, we spent a lot of time at SGT projecting how demand is going to change and what the shifts across sites of care within the system looks like. And care at home and really care shifting into the home has been a space that we've been focused on for the last couple of years and certainly will be placing even more attention on in the future. And I think the first thing to consider that is really driving this innovation, especially as we look at how trends are happening across the market, is rising length of stay. And with patients becoming more more acute. We've got an aging, increasingly complex patient population. While discharges perhaps are relatively flat, number of patients that are coming in and out of the hospital, the amount of time that they are there because their conditions are increasingly acute and complex is rising. So for us, what this looks like is an 8% increase in inpatient days over the 10-year time horizon. And when you think about tertiary patients, which are those who are primarily served by academic medical centers, that's actually a 17% increase over the decade. So I think one of the first factors that is forcing this is hospitals are at capacity with this rising length of stay trend. Part of that is just not having available beds to be able to accommodate this increase. There's also, as I mentioned earlier, the staffing crisis that is impacting their ability to have the beds to serve these patients. So that's one factor. I think as we look across the continuum of care, there are trends in other sites of care, like skilled nursing facilities, for example, where the volume projection is actually slightly negative. So negative 4% growth projected for skilled nursing facilities over the 10-year time horizon. Much of that is because of care that is shifting into the home and rehabilitation services that can be provided in the home and we project will be provided in the home in the future. I think you asked about specific clinical services. We're projecting things like home chemotherapy to grow 7% over the five-year time horizon in the future. Certainly home hospice, that's another area. And we kind of categorize this as continuing care in the home, but hospice in the home is another area that has really accelerated growth 13% over the five year time horizon. So those are just some examples of services. But I think on the whole, it's not only the trajectory of virtual visits shifting into the home, it's also some of these lower acuity medical services, E&M visits, physical therapy, occupational therapy that will be provided in the home in the future as well. There's no doubt that care will continue to shift across the care continuum. As you mentioned, rising length of stay. How do we ensure that lower acuity chronic disease patients get seen in the right side of care? How do we handle being at capacity, dealing with staffing shortages? Obviously, these all have implications on providers. When we think about care being shifted to the home, how are you seeing providers become active in this space? Are you seeing them make investments? Are you seeing them build their own programs as partnerships? a lover that organizations should be thinking about? There are so many priorities for providers to think about. How do you break that down for them? Yeah, (laughs) there are so many priorities. From our standpoint, one of the first things we encourage organizations to do is to start with what they're trying to achieve. So what is the end goal? Because there are so many opportunities for care that can be shifted into the home, you have to use as your guidepost what you're trying to achieve. And that should guide essentially not only what do you do, so what care at home programs do you focus on putting into place in your market, but also what's your go-to-market approach. And I think, as you mentioned, there are 
are a lot of partnership opportunities. That's full-scale partnerships, so kind of completely outsourcing the care being provided in the home and the infrastructure and logistics and coordination of it all. Or you can partner in select areas, so whether that be transportation and meals or staffing or certain aspects of your digital platform. There's such a wide range of opportunities for partnership, but knowing what you want to achieve is the starting point. And then really understanding and going through a comprehensive gap assessment so that you know kind of where some of your gaps are in achieving what it is you want to achieve. Having a good sense of your capabilities and a realistic sense of your capabilities also is important and should guide your go-to-market decision. I recently heard one organization um, articulate it in terms of when you're delivering care in the home, you have to have a backup plan and then you have to have a backup plan for your backup plan. Because it's such a distributed care model, having those built-in reinforcements from a technology standpoint, but also from a staffing standpoint, is really important because you can't just walk down the hall to address that acute issue that might arise. So really making sure that you're thoughtful in planning around that is so critically important. That's absolutely one of the levers. I love that. And there's no one size fits all. Understanding your strategic why and having a backup plan is really sound advice. When we think about the future and you talked about this anticipated convergence, we anticipate more consolidation will occur in the market. New entrants will continue to try to find their footprint in this new space. Is there any other feedback you would give to providers around what they can do to differentiate themselves, how they can be prepared? It sounds like if I'm understanding correctly, that this isn't a matter of if but when, what could we leave our audience with today to help them feel prepared, to feel excited about embracing this new care model? There is so much opportunity in the space. And I think we're at a really exciting moment in the industry because there's never been so much opportunity for partnership. And at the same time, it's a little bit daunting. So I think as systems try to think about how to navigate their path forward, there are a couple of pieces of advice that I would give. You know, number one is really understand the local market that you're operating within, who those partners are that potentially could speed your path to market and assess whether and how you bring them into the fold. No one has excess capital at this point in time. We have to be really diligent with how we are using dollars, especially given the economic environment right now. So keeping that big picture in mind in the long term, but also being mindful of where you don't have to duplicate services, but can bring partners into the fold in a strategic manner to enable you to move to market more quickly is certainly something to consider. I think the other thing is health systems have sort of a unique advantage because of this movement towards developing a true system of care over the last decade plus. So as we think about all of the different sites, all of the different nodes, all the different levels of care that are provided in the community, in the hospital-based setting, in the home, really where the power is, is in the ability to integrate that. And yes, that is a really hard challenge. We know that kind of the adoption of integrated medical records and IT systems across distributed sites of care has been a challenge for the last several years, but it also presents such powerful opportunity for health systems who have been on that march to really figure that out and have the flexibility in how they deliver care in the future. I think at the end of the day, one of the goals is to make care more accessible to patients and to provide that positive patient experience. And with all of that we have at our fingertips from partners to technology to even patients who are more engaged in their healthcare today, there has never been more powerful potential to deliver on that as we see today and as we look into the future. 
We agree. We're excited about the future. We remain optimistic. We also think that partnerships is going to be a huge lover of success to not only being able to successfully deliver longitudinal care, but really solve some of these integrative integration interoperability challenges to ensure that we can provide exceptional patient care at the highest quality. So Brianna, we are so thankful that you were able to share your insights and that you also remain positive about the future. We want to thank you for stopping by today. And for our listeners, we encourage you to continue turning in to Member Back Ventures Venture Sprout podcast. We'll include access to additional resources from SG2 and Member Back Ventures on our podcast page. Join us next time for part two of our Care at Home series, where we engage expert and industry leader Jamie Zage to continue the conversation on strategic imperatives and programmatic opportunities for care shifting into the home.